the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Sideline Sanity with me, Michelle Tafoya, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There has never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Check them out at LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Coming up, did you hear what Wanda Sykes said? If you didn't, you've got to. For nearly three decades, she's reported the action from the sidelines. She started very young. She's covered the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and the college football and basketball national championships. And now, during these insane times in our world, Michelle Tafoya thinks we need a serious dose of sanity. This is Sideline Sanity with your host, one of the sanest people on planet Earth, Michelle Tafoya. Okay, so I have been hyping on this, if you will, for a little bit now, this notion that the vast majority of people in the United States of America are really reasonable, common sense, middle of the road kind of people, no matter what your party politics is, no matter your religion, no matter your color, et cetera. And that there are these things called coastal elites. I didn't really appreciate what that meant until the last few years. Coastal elites refers to people in on both coasts, right? I'm talking my original hometown, Los Angeles, and also the Bay Area where I went to college, and even the Pacific Northwest, all across to the other coast, New York, Washington, D.C., those people, because they live in very concentrated powerful business centers seem to believe, seem to believe that they know better than you, that they are smarter than you, that they are more worldly than you, that they pay more taxes than you, and that they just know more. And therefore we should listen to them and every, and they call the rest of the country flyover country meaning it's just what you fly over when you're going from one coast to the other. But there are a lot of people in flyover country, and this is really why the Electoral College is such a brilliant idea by the founding fathers, because it recognized, they recognized, that there could be these really dense population centers, like Los Angeles and New York, that had a lot of people in them, but they didn't necessarily represent or reflect the same values as people in Topeka, Kansas, or uh, Cottage Grove, Minnesota, or Tampa, Florida. And so the Electoral College accounted for that and said, you know, that's why we're going to assign these number of electoral votes to each state so that there's a fair representation of all people, not just the highly populous areas. So having said that, I was really taken aback by something. No, I wasn't taken aback. I was just sort of You've got to be kidding. 
at a comment by, made by comedian and actress Wanda Sykes on the Stephen Colbert show recently. And in just one moment, I'm going to play it for you. And I'm going to tell you why I think she's so flawed in her view. All right. So I bet you didn't know this. I didn't know this. 85% of grass-fed beef in stores and online is imported from overseas. I had no idea. I just kind of assumed when you went to the grocery store and you looked at beef and you looked at grass-fed beef, it came from, you know, the United States. But you could actually be paying a premium for low-quality foreign meat. I, I was sort of taken aback by this. So I have an answer for you. Good ranchers. Good Ranchers guarantees 100% American meat delivered to your door at a great price. How great is this? It comes right to your door. So you solve your meat problem and you support American farms and ranches with every purchase. You can find ribeyes, T-bones, chicken, salmon, and more. And their beef earns the highest USDA grade possible. All right? So it's good stuff. Good Ranchers sells 100% American meat, ships it straight to your door. I just got my first shipment. Can't wait till uh, the weekend to throw it on the grill. And right now they are giving away two free 18-ounce prime center-cut ribeyes to every person who uses my code TAFOYA, T-A-F-O-Y-A. You can make a one-time purchase or you can subscribe. And if you do that, you save 25 bucks on every box. Plus, like I said earlier, you'll get two free 18-ounce boneless ribeyes. These are restaurant quality that are worth 50 or 60 bucks at most places, but you get them free when you go to goodranchers.com slash Tafoya, T-A-F-O-Y-A, or use my code T-A-F-O-Y-A, Tafoya, when you're checking out. Now, this is limited stock, first come, first serve, and you want to be first when it comes to Good Ranchers. They deliver the best of American farms and ranches to your door. Make sure you take time today, right now, go to goodranchers.com slash Tafoya, or use my code at checkout, to get your two free 18-ounce ribeyes. Start the summer off right with Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. All right, let's get back to Wanda Sykes here and her view of America. This is from a recent Stephen Colbert show. She was a guest, and I think this was part of her reaction to the overturning of Roe v. Wade by the Supreme Court. And I, what she's inferring here is that the smart people got bullied by the rest of us in flyover country. So my producer, John, is going to play this audio for you of Wanda Sykes on Stephen Colbert. Go ahead, John. Let's play that. The problem is that middle stuff. It's, it's those states in the middle, that, that, that red stuff. Mm-hmm. Why, why do they get to tell us what to do when the majority of us live out, you know, New York, California, and we're paying for all this crap, really. I mean, right? Yeah. We're, we're yes. footing the bill. Well, that's that's the union. It, it's yeah. supposed to be representative democracy, but it turns out to be minority rule right now. Right, right. But if we fit in the bill, you know, and 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 like California, if it were a country, be what the like the fifth largest, yeah. fourth, fifth largest economy. So, if you know, if I'm fitting the bill, know your position. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, you know, for real, like, look, if I say, hey, let's go out to dinner, you don't get to pick the restaurant. Just shut up and eat. If I'm footing the bill, know your position. First of all, I, 
Um, I, I, I would love to fact check her, fact check her on this. We're paying for all this stuff. What is all this stuff, by the way? What is all this stuff that you're paying for, Wanda, that only New York and California are paying for? It's, you know, look, I, I'm not offended by this because I choose whether or not I'm going to be offended by something, but I find it really laughable and I wouldn't blame people for feeling insulted by what Wanda Sykes just said. She said, all you people in the middle, all this red stuff, meaning red states like Texas, like Oklahoma, like Nebraska, like South Dakota, uh, we could go on. We know California is not a red state. We know New York is not a red state, right? There are a lot of purple states too, Wanda, those who are a little more evenly balanced in between. Know your place. You're just the little guy and all the intellectuals on the coast should really be in charge of all the decision-making in Washington, D.C. That's terrifying. That's exactly what the founders did not want because it's not the United California, New York of America. It's the United States of America, and each state has people in it that are as worthwhile as any other state. So it's government for the people, by the people, of the people. I'm sure I didn't say that in the right order, but you know what I'm saying. So I've, I've long had a problem with this and, and I'm going to make a confession. I grew up in Southern California where I did feel like we were, we were the elites. I had that issue. I went to Cal Berkeley for my undergrad where I felt like, yeah, I'm smarter than everybody else. Cause I'm at Cal Berkeley. Woohoo! I since sent my diploma back, but that's a story for another day. I bought into this nonsense until I got a job that had me travel not only all around the world, but all over the United States of America. I've visited almost every state in the nation. And as a result of this kind of attitude of hers, I wrote a piece on Substack that I'm going to refer to here where I said, in politics, voices from the extremes seem to be the ones getting all the attention. They're having all the fun, right? The left and the right that are out there extremists screaming because it's the most controversial and it's, and it gets clicks, right? And so we're responsible too, if we're going to click on that stuff and make it, make it important to us, we can decide as individual people, how we respond to this crap. But I went on to say, so what about the rest of you? And you know who you are, whether you're a Democrat or Republican or an independent you are not reading or hearing many opinions that line up with yours because everything you're reading and hearing is kind of extreme. You might be black, you might be white, you might be brown like me. Yes, Tafoya is an Hispanic name. Much of my family is brown. But you don't believe your skin color predetermines your political leaning. Because it shouldn't. Your gender, for that matter, should not either. I, I, these militant types of women who say, oh, you're a woman, you should agree with all women. I don't agree with all women. I don't. I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. I don't know about you. But I don't agree with all women. Because I don't look at women as a monolithic group with one thought. I have a lot of female friends, and we all think a little bit differently. 
you may be pro-life, you may be pro-choice, but you've never attended a march. And you're watching these marches on the Justice's House or on D.C. or on all the big marches that are going on around you. And you say, hey, more power to them, but I got to go to work or I got a family that I need to take care of. I'm not I'm it's this is I'm not going to march. But the marches are what get the cameras right. Now, you may have learned about American history, the good, the bad and the ugly. But you also want to celebrate the good stuff in America the positive, the progress, the freedom, and the opportunity that we have here. Perhaps you've heard the chants, silence is violence. And your reaction is, hey, I'm I'm just not politically active, and that makes me violent? Really? If I want to stay home and mind my own business, that's silence, and that means violence? You're in favor of green energy, Right. But you realize there is a process, there's a journey that this takes that may, in the interim while we get there, require fossil fuels and maybe even nuclear energy. In fact, nuclear energy is gaining popularity again as one of the safest, cleanest forms of energy, and we've learned a lot since Chernobyl. Now, maybe some of your neighbors have yard signs that read, in Fauci, we trust. Yeah, I just drove by one of those recently. But you think... A pandemic requires the response of a number of people, uh, a a team of rivals maybe that have different opinions rather than just one individual telling you, don't wear a mask, wear a mask, wear two masks, get three vaccines, and you still might, you you know what I'm saying. I'm not calling anyone a science denier, but I'm saying that in retrospect, I think we all can agree that there have been a lot of different viewpoints that were ignored because they didn't toe the political line. So if you fall into those categories, you're in the vast swath of what I call the middle or what Wanda Sykes calls all that red stuff. And she's not just referring to, I'm not just referring to red stuff. I'm, I'm referring to everyone that is just a common sense, average human being. And whether you lean right or left, politics isn't your religion. So in my mind, the middle is like flyover country. It's not New York or Washington, D.C. It's not California or the Pacific Northwest. It's the massive space in between, which the coastal elites view as dull, not so worldly, unenlightened, and maybe even dumb. But rather than a place, the middle is really a state of mind. So as I mentioned, grew up in Southern California, graduated from UC Berkeley, earned a master's at uh, Southern California, interned in Washington, D.C., spent my journalism career working for mass media, mainstream media outlets in New York. So I've had firsthand experience with both coasts, the left and the right coasts. I've talked with people of all political stripes. You may know I appeared on The View, and I also appeared on Tucker Carlson Tonight. So talk about your whiplash. But over the last 30 years, I've lived in North Carolina, I've lived in Minnesota, I've lived in Florida, and I've spent my career traveling the country. And for many family reasons, I've spent my life traveling the world. We adopted my daughter from Columbia, South America. And along the way, I've met so many of you in the middle. And I'm watching as people like Wanda Sykes and Big Tech say that you're dumb and not worth listening to. 
So they're saying if you don't want critical race theory taught to your small children, you are a racist. If you think biological men should not be allowed to compete with biological women in athletics, you're homophobic or transphobic or anti-LGBTQ. They say if you're pro-life, you're anti-woman, even if you are a woman. So you feel like you can't win, right? But you can win. And it's in the voting booth. And I know that sounds trite. And I know that sounds, you know, Pollyanna-ish. But there are more of us numerically in the middle than there are at the edges, at the fringes. And our most powerful sound is not via Twitter, not via a big uh, megaphone at a rally. It's at the ballot box where we collectively make our voices heard. And while we're skeptical about whom we can trust these days from politicians to the clergy, I mean, right? From the entertainment industry to academia, from Nike to Disney, like who's really, who can we trust? Who's got the moral compass that we want or need? Well, you do, and you can still vote. And that's something that the rest of the world absolutely envies. So my dear folks in the middle, in that in-between, in that Huge space. Don't take that lightly. Sorry, Wanda Sykes. The rest of the people do matter. And in the meantime, I know this is hard, but I would say don't be afraid to speak out. There is safety in numbers. So let's form a coalition of courage where we have each other's backs. And don't apologize for what you believe or what you feel. Once you apologize, they'll come after you even harder until you absolutely just shut up. And that's not America. So a wise woman once told me that if you don't fight back, as it were, then only the goons will win. And we do not want that. Well, folks, since November of last year, uh, the stock market has plummeted. But gold has been on the rise. Gas prices are ridiculously insane. The stock market is all over the place. Inflation is worse than it was a year ago. And we have that war between Russia and Ukraine that we can only hope doesn't spread any further. Now, the bottom line here is markets do not like instability. But the good news is you have options because gold prices are rising. Investors are turning to gold for protection. That's leading to this rise in the gold prices. Gold provides a hedge against inflation and protects against a weakening dollar. So where do you go? Well, Legacy Precious Metals is the only company that I trust when investing in gold and silver. You need an investment that's going to protect, protect your wealth and retirement. So call Legacy Precious Metals today. You you can find out how this will work for you. And you need to be proactive now while there's still time. Remember 2008? Those who invested in gold saw huge gains while other people simply lost their retirements. Legacy Precious Metals can advise you of all your options for investing in gold and silver. And you can speak to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals. They can just answer your questions that you have. Here's the number, 866-528-1903. 866-528-1903 or download their free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. So like I mentioned, some of the loudest voices that we hear don't really seem to represent all voices. 
And I realized that there are probably a lot of people that agree with Wanda Sykes and what she said. And there are probably a lot of people who agree with Hillary Clinton uh, or others who are critical of the Roe v. Wade decision. But what's going on now, and Jason Riley, uh, and I and I mention this only to underscore that not all people think the same because of the color of their skin. Jason Riley is a black writer for the Wall Street Journal. And he wrote about Clarence Thomas, and he said, you know, there are legitimate debates to be had over Roe v. Wade. But he goes on to say, Justice Thomas signed on to Justice Samuel Alito's majority opinion in Dobbs, but in a solo concurrence, he urges the court to reconsider prior rulings that rest on the same legal reasoning to justify Roe. This is about constitutionality and legal terminology that even Ruth Bader Ginsburg knew that Roe v. Wade was on perilous constitutional grounds, and it was probably going to have to go back to the states, which is exactly what this is. This is not a ban on abortion, this overturning of Roe v. Wade. It is turning the decision back to the people, back to the states, and not to the Supreme Court to determine. But Clarence Thomas, in his written uh, concurrence, said, you know, there might be other things we should look at too. So now Clarence Thomas is suddenly a bully, in spite of the fact that Justice Elena Kagan recently called him one of the kindest, smartest, nicest people that she knows. She said, we're ideologically not aligned, but he is my friend. That's the same thing that went on between uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and, um, oh, John, you're going to have to help me. I'm my producer, John, uh, the recent justice who recently died. Antonin Scalia and Ruth Bader Ginsburg were similarly very good friends. So that's reflective of people on opposite sides of an argument being able to get along and respect each other intellectually. And that's in short supply these days. Regardless, what this overturning of Roe v. Wade did not ban abortion, it sent these decisions back to the states. So now we're actually holding state legislatures accountable for determining whether or not abortion is legal and to what extent in their states. This is not a nationwide ban on abortion. But we've got to find a boogeyman always, right? And so while Elena Kagan is stands by uh, Clarence Thomas, these two justices are friends, and she says very warm and kind and cordial things about him, Hillary Clinton went a different direction, and she is somehow relying on her experience with him, with, with Clarence Thomas, in law school. So I'm going to play you this response, and this was on CBS News this morning, CBS This Morning, uh, with Hillary Clinton, and let's go ahead, John, my producer, and, and play what Hillary Clinton said on that show. I went to law school with him. Mm-hmm. He's been a person of grievance for as long as I've known him. Resentment, grievance, anger. And he has signaled uh, in the past to lower courts, to state legislatures, find cases, pass laws, get them up. I may not win the first, the second, or the third time, but we're going to keep at it. So you're saying people pay attention to this? Yes, the people he is speaking to, which are the, you know, right-wing, very conservative judges and justices and state legislatures. And the thing that uh, is, well, there's so many things about it that are deeply distressing. 
But women are going to die, Gail. Women will die. Okay. I don't know which part bothers me more. The part where she decides that the Clarence Thomas she knows is just full of grievance and anger, despite what other people say about him. She knew him back in law school. I don't know how well she knows him today. Or the fact that she's just jumping to this women will die. You know, there's so much in life that is fraught with peril where people can die. Um, when you have a very, a signal, she's again talking about signals being sent. When you have a signal from the White House that it's okay to cross the border illegally, people will die. And we just had 50 of them. I think it's up to 51 now. Uh, people who were being smuggled, human trafficking, those people are dead because they were stacked into a truck and they suffocated. So when you just come out and say people will die, women will die, um, I just think it's an irresponsible use of fear factor of saying now that the Supreme Court has made this decision, people will die. And it's somehow related to Clarence Thomas. And again, there's just so much hypocrisy between the right and the left on this. We ignore we basically ignore in the news media all of the the killings in Chicago. A five-month-old baby died over the most recent weekend here. And, and yet that doesn't get talked about as much as other killings. I, I just open our collective eyes to the fact, to the fact that we are very divided and if we're not careful and we continue to accept sort of these extreme viewpoints and just jump on board with them without fact checking, without doing a little digging, without asking questions, then this democracy, this country that is, I think, kind of frail right now, kind of in danger I don't want to say could die, but we could see a a vast sea change. I have a lot of really commonsensical friends who've said to me lately, how am I supposed to vote? I don't feel like anyone represents me. And it's, it's, it's because we've gotten to these extremes where everyone is blaming one side or the other for these things that are happening. You know, we, we see what's going on at the border. We blame the White House. We see what's going on in the Supreme Court. Hillary Clinton blames Clarence Thomas and says women will die. Women will die. You know, it's just that line of argument is so disingenuous to me because while in COVID, people died. Some people taking the vaccine died. We are turning our heads away from that, but there is worldwide research to that effect. Gun violence is called gun violence when it's actually people using guns and the people who are holding the guns that are violent. And we are at such a tenuous moment that just to resort to the people will die, women will die card 
just seems like a, 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 a lack of real argument. Like nowhere in there did Hillary Clinton actually come across with a legal argument against Clarence Thomas's writings. Where was the legal argument? And I happen to be pro-choice, right? I've said that a number of times on this podcast. So let's take it to the state legislatures. And if the majority, in fact, are pro-choice, then those ideas will win over in state legislatures. All that the court did was rule that this is not a constitution, that the constitution cannot force states to legalize abortion. The constitution, which is the federal government's law, cannot force the states to do this, to say abortion is legal in this state, no matter what. So that's all that's happened here, which means that it's back to the states and the state's responsibilities to to decide for their constituents whether or not they want abortion to be legal and to what extent. Is it all the way up through through nine months? Is it in the first 15 weeks? Where is that going to work out? Where is that going to shake out? So this, this last-ditch argument of people will die, uh, it just, it, it, it lacks that intellectual honesty that I think is so lacking in much of our discourse these days. So I think that we need to listen to people with skepticism. And all that means is maybe ask questions, maybe follow through. Uh, and maybe don't judge a Supreme Court judgment based on what you think about Clarence Thomas and his being full of grievance. Okay, so that's where I stand on that. That is going to do it for Sideline Sanity today. Thank you for listening. I'm Michelle Tafoya. We hope you join us again next time. So with the economy the way that it is, which is not great, makes you think about what is smart investing these days. I was given a gift of gold by my mom. My husband and I were gifted some gold for a wedding anniversary and we're really grateful. And I am really grateful to Charles Thorngren, who grow, who joins us now from Legacy Precious Metals, a sponsor of Sideline Sanity. Charles, we appreciate you so much. You know, we're hearing more and more about how inflation ain't transitory after all, and it may be here a while. And, you know, food shelves are getting, the lines are longer. It, this is really, it's not the America I grew up in, and it's, it's worrying a lot of people. So if, if someone's thinking about investing, what do you tell them? You, you know, it's, it's an interesting conversation. Investing nowadays, uh, we, we want to go back to kind of the basics, really, where diversification has always been key and and we hear it we've been told it ad nauseum you know diversify diversify and then everyone puts all their money in the stock market and wonders <laughs> why when there's a pullback they're in trouble diversity means asset class diversity as well you know some real estate um some precious metals these are the things that gives your portfolio the legs to stand through all the storms that will happen financially and, and, and we know that they happen they happen continuously and they recur 
So that's what diversity is truly meant to do. And that's why people used to talk about diversity. So when people see the value of the dollar declining or they see inflation, um, how do you get the average person like me to understand that gold can still be appreciating or that gold can protect right. against that stuff? How, how does that make sense for people? You know, the, the easiest way to look at it is if you look at gold, right? Gold is the anti-dollar investment. As a dollar gets weaker, gold gets stronger. And we know that because it takes more dollars to buy that gold, just like cars cost more now, right? Um, anytime you have inflation, the item that you're buying costs more. The difference with gold is that it doesn't devalue. It's considered a alternative currency. Basically, when you say that I don't have complete faith that this financial system is not built on a house of cards or I don't have complete faith in in what the current Fed is doing to fight inflation, this is where gold comes in. And this is where we see people increase their amount of gold because a diversified portfolio should have some gold regardless. We need to remember that the United States Fed says 2 to 3% inflation is ideal. So that means for the average saver, if your retirement account's invested and it's based in dollars, that you're going to lose 60% of your purchasing power to inflation by the time you're ready to retire. And that's under the best of terms. And now we can talk about the, oh, it's transitory. Oh, no, maybe I was wrong. Um, maybe we need to do half basis points every month for the rest of the year and then see where it's at next year. These are scary things that mm -hmm. the experts are trying to tell us that, maybe we didn't have it right. And this is why people have gold. And this is why it offers that protection. It's interesting. Uh, I, you know, I think people think, well, if I'm investing in gold, do I actually possess the gold in, you know, I have it in a safe. Do I have, how do you get gold? How do you keep gold? Right. And, and physical gold. I mean, this is what we do. So yes, if you're buying it outside of an IRA, we can deliver it right to your home. And you can put it in your own safe. You can put it in your safety deposit box. If you don't feel comfortable with that, we do offer storage for our clients as well. Okay. So there's lots of options. Uh, in the IRA, it's stored for you, just like your IRA account. You don't have access to those stocks. So if you were to take funds from your IRA, you could make that investment and you'd have the retirement account invested in the precious metals as well. And it would be handled just like every other IRA account. That's really interesting. And, and now I'm going to ask you a tough one, and I hope you'll forgive me, but I'm just going to be candid uh, and, and ask what I think might be coming to people's minds. Sure. If the experts in Washington are making all these mistakes or they were wrong about inflation, then they're going to look at you and say, hey, Charles, why should I trust what you're telling me and why Legacy Precious Metals is the place to go. I'm, I'm asking this in an honest sure. way because I because I I know you want to be transparent about this stuff. So how would you Absolutely. answer that? You know, it really is. Is I'm not a politician. Um, <laughs> I have no desire to be a politician. I like what I do. Right. I help people prepare their finances. I help people with their retirements. I help people set up their funds so that their children and their grandchildren have something that's there. This is what I do. This is what I do for uh, enjoyment. Um, uh, very big in economics. Um, um, but metals is that thing that it's an alternative asset, right? When I was a stockbroker 30 plus years ago, it was unique kind of then. And then 
everybody was a stockbroker and everyone had stocks and there was nothing different. There was no protection. Everyone said the same thing. To me, it didn't make sense for everyone to be doing the same thing. If we all do the same thing, then we all fall together. And we know that if you follow the government's direction, you're buying into whatever they want to sell you. Now, it used to be politics was a little different. We've gotten into a place where we can't say that anymore. It's not always for the people. It's We see that. We see that what they're doing with the economy itself. We know that we have to have something else. And this is why we do what we do here at Legacy. And my history is is why people should, you know, give us a call, chat with us and see if it makes sense for them. Last thing I want to ask you about is I remember 2008 and I know a lot of people mm -hmm. do. And, it, 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 you know, that was a crash and there have been other crashes. But why is it that when the economy crashes, gold has historically risen? I know you said it's sort of the anti-dollar. Right. Is there a way in layman's terms to explain why that happens? It's it's the safe place, right? When, when there's so much risk out there and people are losing so much money, they just want safety. Mm -hmm. So l let's look at inflation. We know right now we're running close to eight and a half percent. Yeah. Uh, we can dig some real numbers out there and we can debate that, but we'll just take that number as it is. We'll use 8%. That means everything costs you 8% more this year than it did last year. And we know it's going to go higher because the Fed's already promised us a lot more interest rate raises, right, to fight inflation. But we know it's not enough. When they say things like, we'll try to raise half a basis point five times over the next six months and see where the economy's at next year. That in itself lets you know you need to find something that doesn't put your livelihood in their hands. They're, they're juggling an economy and the stock market, and it was never meant to be that way. So you have to protect yourself. And this is where gold comes in because it is the anti-dollar. The weaker the dollar gets, the stronger gold gets. And, you know, 2008, I remember after it happened, um, the people that would call and try to salvage their retirement accounts. And it was a very devastating time. People would call and they would be crying that they can't retire now. They have to continue to work. They're 67 years old and their plans are gone because they lost half their value. And that's devastating. You know, but this is where those who were involved in gold, they saw gold almost double in price. It offset the losses. It offset the losses. So again, Charles is not suggesting that you put all your money in one place, no. that not even gold, but diversify your assets and precious metals is a good way to go. And legacy precious metals is the only company I trust when I talk about and do my investing in gold and silver. And you can contact them as well. LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. I don't know why you would waste another minute thinking about it. Just talk to them. I mean, just ask them. See what your situation can can manage and handle and might require and just get some answers. Uh, Charles, I appreciate your time. Thanks for this. It's been very educational. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.